Just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sidebar Forever. If you like the show, please subscribe to us at SidebarForever.com as well as share episodes of the podcast on your social media. That way, new listeners can find us as well. There are things within culture at large that, over time, have become incredibly popular. Things considered undeniable, unassailable, universally co-signed. So everyone must love them, right? Wrong. Today's podcast is a confession of unpopular opinions. Dwight, Swain, and myself spend an hour plus throwing out examples of everything under the sun that, despite their popularity, we don't agree with. For instance, Leonardo DiCaprio is not a great actor. The 1989 Michael Keaton Batman is the best feature film Batman. The minute you take art and sell it, you've sold out. Kendrick Lamar is just an okay rapper. By the way, if you can't battle rap, then you can't rap. KFC fell off big time. What happened? Shitlands should be banned. J-Lo didn't get hot hot until after she turned 40. Adam Sandler's movies are not funny. No, really, he's not funny. Casting minorities just to check the diversity box is a bad idea. And every live action adaptation of an animated feature has been trash, garbage. I'm Adrian Johnson. Dwight and Swain are with me on this one as we offend listeners by the minute on an episode appropriately titled Unpopular Opinions. Yeah, yeah. So so let's go ahead and get it crunk, man. Leonardo DiCaprio is not a great actor. Let's stop it. Let's, let's, mm. let's, mm, yeah, yeah. You already, hey, you started hey, start hey, early, man. dog. All hey, right, man. Now. Hey, hey, man. Controversial, man. Controversial. It's a hot take. No. It's a hot take. Very hot. All right, so let, all right, okay, 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 all right. So, so let me ask you this, man. Yeah, yeah. In your opinion, despite the opinion that you have yeah. now, do you like any of the Capio's roles? Like, is there one where you're like, that was okay? No, no, no. Don't get that me wrong. Was all right. He's been in good movies. He's been in movies that I like. Yeah. And he's given performances that I like. Mm. One or two. But... For him to be a a triple A list like he is, mm-hmm. and he's just a movie star. He is the same guy in every movie, mm-hmm. but people perceive him as if he's not. And I'm like, no. I mean, Tom Cruise accepts the fact that he is bringing Tom Cruise energy right. to every role he does. Right. He's the few times he's tried to not bring Tom Cruise energy, it has absolutely. Well, I won't say it hasn't absolutely not worked. But it has generally not worked. Right. He has to sell Tom Cruise energy to sell his acting because he's not he's not transformative. George Clooney is not transformative. By any stretch of imagination. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just he's no. just not, you know, yeah. he's charismatic and he's a movie star. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford at times, maybe a little bit, but not really. Right. No, not really. Denzel. I love me some Denzel. I love me some D. Right. I love me some D. But it's... But he is mostly that same... He's bringing Denzel energy to every role. Right. 
He's bringing Denzel. He's not. He's not like uh, you know Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada, where she kind of disappears into this character. You're not even thinking about you know uh, Kramer versus Kramer or the the River movie that she did with with a Kevin Bacon. The River Wild, yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not thinking about any of those things. You're not thinking about Mamma Mia. You're not thinking about you know any of the stuff that she's done. You know <laughs> the bridges of Madison County. None of that stuff. Uh, Robert De Niro, yeah. same thing. You know he he can kind of disappear into a role when he started okay, doing that. Okay, all right, all right, oh, gotcha. okay, okay. When he started doing that comedy stuff later on, I was like, damn, Robert De Niro. I I don't even remember Goodfellas. He is so funny in in Meet the Parents, right? And analyze this, but your boy. Your boy DiCaprio, he's the same dude in everything. Yeah. And to me, to me, to me, All right. he was the worst casting choice in Django. He was the only one that I didn't believe. I didn't believe him, and the second runner-up would be, I kind of didn't believe Kerry Washington. Okay. Even though they didn't give, they didn't give her much yeah, to do. I- See. Well, for the little bit they gave yeah. her to do, yeah. I just didn't believe her. They they should have just hired another a better actress, somebody who who was was going to really sell that. Go ahead, man. No, I agree with you on the, on the Django tip. I, I didn't I didn't believe Sam Jackson, man. Sam Sam to me was just being Sam. You know, he's just being. Uh, but he was so funny though. He was so good, so funny though. He, could... he was good. He was just like okay, this, is, this is Sam's personality. You know, go to bed, motherfucker. I don't care what you do. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time for you to take your ass to bed. Django, I count six shots, nigga. Right. I got two guns, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me on on the actor tip. I could go into others, and I actually did name George Clooney and a few others in there. But Leonardo DiCaprio has always been a big mystery. I'm like, how is this guy triple A, just top of the list? And I'm like, Okay, I mean it's a it's been a long time since Basketball Diaries, dog. A long time. <laughs> Basketball it's, Diaries. It's been a long damn. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got one for you. Have you ever seen This Boy's Life with him playing opposite of Robert De Niro? That's an intense ass movie, and he was real young when he did that. I was like, damn. You know, like when he was. It seemed like to me when DiCaprio was younger. His acting was much more intense. Like, he had something to prove. Mm. But after Titanic, it's like, ah. Yeah. I, I got this. Coasting, baby. Coasting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Man, but he, was he, was he in, in, in um, eating, what's eating Gilbert Grape? With, uh, yeah. Okay. Now, he was a young boy then. He was, he was a young boy then. He's, and he like, I believed him in that character because he hadn't reached that status yet. You know, and that's the thing. You reach a certain status, man. It's like you, you, you do one or two things with that, with that status. You either go, either go up further or you just cruise. or Well, three things. Up, cruise, or crash are your three options. Well, and perhaps that's the, that's the thing. When he was a younger actor, he was not a movie star. He was mm-hmm. not a presence. He was not a name. He was, you know, he had something to prove. He had what Rocky calls, the Rocky Three calls, the eye of the tiger. Oh, nice. You know, he wanted it. And then, you know, and once he got once he got to the point where he was getting all these accolades and all this acknowledgement, he, like Mick said, he got civilized, mm-hmm. you know, and he lost he lost that in. So I just think because I like you said, I've seen I saw Grape. I saw Basketball Diaries. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fuck with this. But all the stuff after that, man, you know, 
you know, I mean, I'm like, you know, and, and, and uh, my oh, favorite man. performance by oh. him, oddly enough, is in uh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. He was good in that. Yeah. 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 That's my, that's my. What was that? Catch Me If You Can. It was a movie oh, did with Tom Frank, Hanks. Frank, Ab- uh, Frank Abagnale. Yeah, that's right. Frank Abagnale. Yeah, yeah. He was a, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, so. Okay. Yeah, I I never saw him as being the Great Gatsby. That was that was that was a, that was like a that makes no sense to me at all, dude. What the hell? And he's dancing and shit. Like what? What? Yeah. You do what? <laughs> no, bro. That's not you, man. Anyway, well, what you got, D? Uh, well, I'm not going with any actors or anything like that. That's uh, that, that's that's. Uh, but I, I do have a, a a brief gripe about certain things. Unpopular opinion is: uh, Do multi-million dollar rappers really think they aren't sellouts? To some degree, because success does make you more the man than the, your opposite side. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all, all, all these rappers, they're like, uh, no sellout. No, 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 I'm over the streets. And all that. What do they do? They leave the streets because the streets are chasing their ass because they can no longer live there because you've achieved, you've achieved the status that doesn't make you part of the hood anymore, man. So, like, 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 like 2 chains, bro. I don't, know about, I don't know about the brother, but, but what got me was that damn commercial. I hate the damn commercial. He says, uh, I got a helicopter. Really, bro? You rented a helicopter and now you got a helicopter? What? Well, you, you, it's funny you should say that, D, because really the idea of a sellout is something that was more celebrated in the 90s and the early 2000s. Right. And now, n- like, like nobody in hip-hop cares about selling out. It's like, no, no, no. Business opportunities. You know, back then. And that's that's the keeping it real part that was in conflict with... With the, with, the, with the commercial, and it's like, okay. But, you know, my thing, look, I agree with you, though, because it is an unpopular opinion. It's like, okay, maybe even in a bigger way, the minute you try to sell art, it becomes a product. Right. That's my point. Yeah, of course. Period. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because everything is a price. Everything is a price, basically. And if you want to be successful, success uh, in its nature means that you have sold something until you, hopefully, you do sell out. To the point where we had to go back to the drawing board again, make some, make another new product, so you can, so you can make more money. Yeah. You know, yeah. success is not success is not selling out of itself. I think it's selling out of ideals of the issue. So the question is, is like, did did Russell Simmons sell out? Did did Chuck D sell out? Did the Run DMC sell out? Did uh you know, the various artists you can you can, you can cite that say, okay, well, you know, what are they doing now that makes them not welcome back in their community, if at all, or or what makes their success so much like. I have to say this to a certain degree, man. I never thought I'd say this, man. And I see probably come probably come to my house, man. But when I saw I see doing a car commercial for some bullshit, oh yeah, I insurance, saw that. <laughs> I saw that, yo. I saw that. That might be that might be the sellout, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, so you, know? but you don't think he's you don't think he sold out when he got on the uh, the proced- t- police procedural TV oh, show? Oh, most well, no, I think that's the. I mean, yeah. Co- well, compared to how anti he was to the police, yeah, I do. You know, exactly. Cop, cop, cop killer and and and, and all and all those other things he did, man. You know, it's like yeah, he kind of he kind of made his made his bed and lied in it, man. It's like this is crazy. Yeah. You know, that, that that's the funny thing. You bring up that iced tea example, man. There was a uh, a podcast that me and Swizz really enjoyed. I think you've listened to it a couple of times too, D, uh, called The Cypher uh, with Sean Sotero. Yeah, that was on uh, a mm-hmm. few years ago, and Ice T was on there. And, it was like the, and one of the things that stuck out to me why I had to roll my eyes, even though it was a podcast, 
Sean was talking to him about, about something, and, you know, Ice-T was just saying, yeah, yeah, from my house out here, basically in the hills, I can see Washington Heights. <laughs> you know, I guess that's uh, a hood. lower, yeah, hood. you know, yeah. like, like, lower, the hood, yeah, it was the hood. I can, I can, I can see that from here, you know? And so Sean was like, well, based on, you know, kind of how you were, you know, what, what would you still be angry about? You're on a successful TV show? You know, you have a reality show? Just saying, like, he's very successful. And I still had the gall to say, yeah, but I'm still angry. <laughs> about what? <laughs> what? What are you angry about? It's the same thing with Ice Cube. Ice, and that's the other thing, and, and, and I'll, I'll leave it alone after I make this point. When Ice Cube was a young man, he had a piss and vinegar he was talking about some shit. Like, them first two albums? Yeah, yeah. Straight. And then, once he got into the movies, started getting money, he started talking about, I, I make raps like, wait, yay, yay, Dub C, <laughs> Matt T and all that, the West Side Connection. That's when it was like, <laughs> right, right. And then, and now he's still talking about, yeah, but I'm still angry. You making protest music, but the way you live, it's kind of, it's contraposed though to what you're right. talking about. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it it goes back to that, I, and I hate bringing it up, but I always repeat it, yo. It's that saying it's like if you're a young man and you don't fight, you're a coward. But if you're an old man and you continue to fight, you're a fool. Yeah. Like what you got to be fighting about? You got there's nothing coming against you at this point that your millions of dollars don't at least keep it at arm's length. The wolf ain't at your door. The wolf might be three blocks away, but the wolf is not at your door. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Oh, man. What you got, eh? All right. All right, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take you to the nerd spectrum for a little bit, all right? And just, okay. Now, this may be an unpopular opinion just because, you know, I think over the past two decades since this, there have been other iterations that have become people's favorites, but an unpopular opinion to me might be Michael Keaton and that 89 Batman movie. That is the best Batman movie ever. Period. Look at that silence. Look at y'all. Enjoy the silence. Sway, sway, looking stern as hell, like a school marb schoolmaster. No, no, no. <laughs> so let's let's unpack this now. So we're. There, there, are, there are three Batman movies. Pretend, the third one is, is in production. So we're really talking about Keaton's Batman yes. versus Bale's Batman. Are we talking about Keaton over Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, all, all, them, all them shits, yo? I'm talking about Keaton holding the belt <laughs> like Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> over all them bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Keaton up there like, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> Michael Keaton got the belt. I shot the world. Just, yeah, man. Just to me, it's like, man, that movie, you know, just really hit the perfect note as far as like, the Batman in the comics, that whole gothic, Gotham City. So it's gothic. You know, like it hit the perfect note of just being cartoony enough, but it had that darkness to it. That's how Batman should be done. And I think people have been weaned on for like the past decade now on Bell's 
realistic. Yes. Crunchy. I want to rattle the cages. sounding Batman. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 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 uh. And it's just like, ah. How many times have you watched, rewatched those Christian Bale Batman movies? Be honest. You saw it in the theater. You might have bought the DVD or Blu-ray. And how many times have you watched it after that? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I was a fan of those movies, and I thought that those movies were great at the time, and they were better than the '89 Batman movie. Yeah. But the more I, the more I did see them, because I did watch them more than once. The more I did see them, the less I liked them because they were so gritty and so dour and so real world. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing about the Batman of '89 uh, with Michael Keaton and with Tim Burton. And which was actually my wife and I's first movie date was uh, seeing that in 1989. Nice. Oh. But See? The, uh, See? the thing I think that that got it right got it right was is it had flair and it had flourish to it mm. and it had an air of fantasy to it. Mm. Right, bingo. Air of this is not the real world. This is like a fantasy world of some kind. You know, where people dress up like this and do these things and, you know, there's a guy named the Joker and so on and so forth. But, but I will say this. Okay. Are we really thinking that he's better or is he better than the shit that came after him? Because, in other words, <laughs> is he good or is he just better than Val Kilmer, who was kind of lame? Clooney, who was kind of lame. Mm. Bale, who maybe now isn't our particular cup of tea. You know what I mean? In other words, is he a is he a six beating threes or is he a ten? That's the question. Man, <laughs> I, I got to say, he may not be quite a ten, but he is damn close. He is damn close. <clears throat> I, I'll, say, I'll say like this. I'll say like this from my, my summation, what Adrian's saying. To me, and I, I agree with both of you guys, uh, as, as I'm swinging back and forth both ways because it, uh, they're – there is no perfect Batman for me to, at this point, honestly. Um, the closest it came to it to me recently was Christian Bale's because I, I like the darkness and greenness of the real world that surrounded him. I, I like the quote-unquote dourness of what was going on. That's kind of like my sensibility. I, I like to integrate like just enough reality into it to where it's 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 tangible that he can really exist and walk in the streets with you on a on day-to-day basis. I liked I liked Tim Burton back during the day because it was the first time you saw a freaking Batman that was beyond Adam West Batman on the big screen. So uh, and I, I like the I like the I, li I like the car better. That, that to me, that was the best vehicle that 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 was that was out. I mean, even though it was, it was very impractical to be on the city streets of Gotham, you know, you saw how impractical it was. You had to you, know, you had to slow down and go around the corner and stick a cable out so you see so until a pole was going around the corner. That was ridiculous. <laughs> but they explained it exactly. They explained how he would do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did certain aspects of Tim Burton's uh, of Tim Burton's style style I don't care much for, and that's the overly yeah like 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 dark and and, and nonsensical you know Candyland Raggedy Raggedy Ann and Andy look to it. But certain aspects of that are really really good, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But certain aspects that are really really nice and, and work real well um, uh, for for movies like that. But um, that's a that's a hard call, Adrian, because like I said, that that nostalgia that I feel for that movie for for '89 Batman is very real and palpable. But at the same time, I realize that there's come a long way since then, and I, I really like I, I liked you know what I like more than I like like Bale and the Batman. I like his villains better. I liked I like I like Bane better. I like the Joker better. You know, then the the villains and the villains in in in, uh, in the in the Burton movies were all just very comical. And and just obviously silly and 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 you know, from reflection of the, of the 60, 69 Batman sixty seven, 
of the enemies of the uh, yeah. Adam yeah. West Batman. Reflections of that. So, so, so let me come up with an unpopular opinion to counter your unpopular opinion. Okay. Currently, I do. Adam West is my favorite Batman. Okay. To to the big or the small screen, okay. he's still my favorite Batman. That's one. Two. Yeah. Let me ask you this: as it relates to the '89 Batman, because Tim Burton, remember we <clears throat> in the previous episode we talked about franchises. We talked about directors being their own franchise, their own genre. Right. Was the 89 Batman movie really a Batman movie or was it a Tim Burton movie? Because that's kind of what I think D is saying. Yeah, it was, it was very much a Tim Burton movie. It was movie. Edward Scissorhands is a superhero. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Joker pulls a long gun out of his pants, a long gun out of his pants and shoots a, and shoots a otherwise like, like, like militaristic uh, fighter out of the air in one shot. And it crash lands. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something okay. But that's something that you that you could have seen in the in the issue of <laughs> of, of Jim Apparel's Batman. No, 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 hey, 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 put some respect on Jim Apparel's name. Now hold on, now hold on. Now. <laughs> I am like Jim Apparel could make that stuff work. That's true. I see what y'all said though. I see what y'all are saying. There is a brand. There is a style. That Tim Burton brings to brought to all of those projects, you know what I'm saying? Right. Even with steady that, because look at that 89 Batman and then Batman Returns. Yes, it has the same sensibility or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, that's when they started going all Candyland after that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> When uh, Val Kilmer <laughs> took over and did Batman and Robin, and then it's like ah, Batman nah, forever. Nah. Nah. So, okay. to some yeah. extent, you could look at all the Batman, all the versions of Batman, right? Mm-hmm. The bat, the Batman TV show is the Silver Age Batman. It's the Dick Sprang Batman. Yeah, the Tim Burton Batman to me is kind of a bit more like the Bob Kane original Batman. Mm. You know, weird, lonely millionaire, mm-hmm. uh, wacky Dick Tracy looking villains, but with a simpler, darker vibe to it. Mm-hmm. The Bale Batman movies are like on some 90s shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like on some Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns, post Dark Knight Returns. Who, who took it? What's, who what's took some Neil Adams there? What's some, there's some Neil Adams there, too. Uh, I don't see much Neil Adams in the in the in the Bale Batman. You think so? And, and, and yeah, with the, with the Bane, yo, Bane, the Bane was 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 well, was, was kind of... Who who took it gritty after Frank Miller to the point of ridiculousness? Okay, are we talking about Bray Fogle? I mean, who who did it after Frank? Hey, hey, no, hey, no, hey, hey, man, hey, I'm hey, just, hey, hey, man, I'm just roll. reaching, man, I'm just reaching for stuff, <laughs> man. I ain't, ain't calling no names. <laughs> but and then you know so who knows what the robert pattinson batman is going to be maybe that's going to be more like uh scott snyder and um oh you talking about scott snyder and greg capullo maybe that's going to be more on that on that speed that tip man if it is i'll be right there because them shits was good but i don't don't know bruh I, I, I like I like the crow saga. The crow saga was very interesting, man. Very cool. I like that whole idea behind the crows being something that, that kills bats. You know, that yeah, was cool. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about Batman, unpopular opinion, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna put it out there though. Okay. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it one hundred. Okay. The Killing Joke is fine. Okay. It's a little overrated. 
Batman Year One is the better comic. Fight me. I can't fight you. I can't fight you. You know, you know how in every movie, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like Obi-Wan. I'm just going to give up because I'll be stronger than you could ever imagine. <laughs> and just fall I'm, 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 in a puddle. I, I can't I go, fight I go you. to the hip-hop analogy. I'm like, I'm like Eminem and Papa Doc. You, you know, tell them motherfuckers you don't know something you don't know about me. Eminem, right, Eminem. exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think it is just pound for pound. It's just the better comic. It's the better comic. It's... It does more of what it's trying to do. It does well, mm. and again, Brian Ballin's art isn't for everything. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. You know, Excalibur was it Excalibur? Uh, Camelot three thousand. Camelot three thousand. Camelot three thousand. Camelot. I'm, yeah, okay, I'm confused. I'm say, all right. Camelot three thousand. Awesome. But the Killing Joke, I was like, huh? Eh. Okay, but Batman Year One, I mean, it was just Mazzucchelli in all of his power. Just all his shit was just like, ugh. You know, Frank Miller's story was just, ugh. You know, the way he kind of turned the origin on its head, ugh. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't a graphic novel. Fuck the dumb shit. It was a comic. It came out monthly. It was a comic. Fuck that shit. It just, it just, they rocked it, man. They rocked it. But which one had a longer lasting effect in the industry? Uh, probably Killing Joke. Mm. Yeah. Because of what the Joker did to Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And, and you know, we, we talked about that on the Alan Moore episode, you know, just how out of all of that stuff, out of all of that stuff, all the reboots and everything, that's the that's one of the few things that DC refuses to change. And they trot it out every mm-hmm. couple of years to get that quick sympathy, to get that quick uh, acclaim. Like, ooh, look what we did. Isn't this brilliant? No, no. It was brilliant the first time it was done. <laughs> now it's redundant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, mm-mm. So as it relates to that, because I, I haven't read Batman in 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 a, in a long time, is Catwoman still supposed to be a former S and M dominatrix turned cat uh, cat thief, or is she just a cat thief now? Nope. Now she's just a cat thief, and to go even further, now her and Batman <laughs> they they boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, I'm like, yo, hey, come yeah, on, yo. come on, shawty. Yeah, come yo. On. Uh, well, I mean, well, let me come. Let's go, let's go back to uh, Adam Westman. Hello, Miss Kitka. Hey, hey, you know, man. You kind of <laughs> you do things for me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all that bats like cats like bats anyway, and bats like cats, bro. That's just that's just one of the things, bro. They they're flying rodents and they're trying to catch them, bro. So that's just it. What it is? I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. But uh, anyway, what else you got, D? Is representation. Really, the key to diversity. Are we watching people like our flesh tone selves for relatability, or do stories go deeper, at least written, written, at least in written form, so they take on a quality of their own? Discuss. Hmm. You know that that's something similar. I had something similar on. Yeah, I was going to say that's a question as opposed to an unpopular opinion. What do you think? Uh, 
I think it doesn't. I think I think I think the, I think representation. I think as far as diversity goes, I think it's a, I think it's a I think it's a. If you if you're trying to wedge it in between the cracks, just because it needs a a, a, a quote unquote thing needs to be filled for society's acceptance, I think it's the wrong way to go. I think relatability comes from immersing yourself in the story and the character of those individuals, not because of their skin color, not because of, of their, their 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 personalized sexual indications. It's a thing that 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 comes from understanding the person for who they are at the core, not because, and I think he's in the, the conversation, the, te- the, te- the, text mes- the text message that we had, whereas, you know, Miles and Peter are two different individuals with two different sides of the tracks, quote-unquote, supposedly, and yet we still root for both of them because they chose to do the right thing in the moments they're in to be heroes. Mm. It has nothing to do with the color, skin color, skin tone, sexuality, none of that stuff. So if you're trying to wedge that in as a, as, as, as a reason for it to be a, a difference maker, it's the wrong approach to me. Okay. Good. Now that dovetails into Adrian. What was what was your unpopular opinion? All right. And this kind of piggybacks off what you're saying. And I, in fact, I'm going to elaborate on on my uh, unpopular opinion. I think that there is too much of that going on. You know, and it is wholly unpopular because that's the status quo now inside of the industry. Let's make sure everybody, every facet everything has representation Mm -hmm. and not only that we're going to diversify these characters so that everyone gets their version Mm -hmm. too so we have a Clark Kent Superman the traditional but now we have a black (laughs) Superman now we have you know future state Batman is black there's a black Batman yeah yeah and it's just like no no and it doesn't this is wholly unpopular because a lot of people, what they see, and going back to what you're saying, 2D, is, oh, we're being represented. But is it really representation when they're just putting it out there just so that you have your version? Isn't, isn't that kind of like segregating the audience in a way? Yeah, it's condescending. It's condescending as hell, too, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you want that... I would almost rather, instead of you taking another version of that original IP, just doing a whole new character on your own if need be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about representation. There are a lot of things that you don't see normally in comic books. You know, fuck a, fuck a superhero comic book. Just let's have more of those stories and different types of characters rather than that. So when I'm reading through comic news... You know, reading through previews every month to see, okay, well, what 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 good is coming out? You know, what 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 can I get into? You know, I'm always disheartened because it just seems like the same thing. And I know, I know, I will get castigated for this for real. Like, oh man, you just you just don't want to see no black characters. Oh man, <laughs> you just don't want to see no no diverse characters and all this stuff. And it's like, man, I do. But not at the expense of let's just take these IPs and just do the black version of them. If anything, that's condescending. Like you said, man, the black version. Not not a quality version, just the black version. <laughs> so, let, so let me ask you guys this as it relates to that. Because I too think that if you don't have a good idea for something, then it does just become kind of shallow and becomes uh, kind of lip service. So, 
For instance, I was cool with uh, Montoya becoming the question because the question doesn't necessarily have to be one person. It's just a person who's putting on that particular outfit. Mm -hmm. So some characters do kind of lend themselves to being legacy characters and, t and, and different people putting on the mantle at different times in history and then others kind of not. For instance, you know, Iron Man, anybody can be in the suit. Sure, exactly. And it doesn't have to be the same suit. You know, mm -hmm. the point is, is that a human being is putting on a superpowered armor and they're doing superpowered things. Mm -hmm. So it can be Riri Johnson, it could be or Riri Williams, or whatever her name is. It can be uh, Ironheart. It can be, you know, it can be anybody. It can be Rhodey. It can be anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain America is a symbol. They have there have been many people who have put on the mantle of Captain America. So Captain America is a symbol. It is not necessarily Steve Rogers, although they will continue to to publish Steve Rogers because you know Steve Rogers sells comics in the same way that Miles is a different Spider-Man from Peter Parker. They weren't going to kill Peter Parker because that's you know that's an IP that they want to keep alive and thriving. Right. But then there there are other things like. <clears throat> when they announced that they were uh, casting characters, I think for a Superman TV show and they want to cast Supergirl and they were going to cast this, uh, this uh, uh, Latina uh, actress as, uh, as, as Kara as Supergirl. Mm. And I remember thinking, okay, mm -hmm. if you're going to do that, then you have to kind of paint like a whole new world. And maybe they will, you know, I have seen shows where they've had really diverse cast. I'm talking about all kinds of ethnicities and people were supposed to be brothers and sisters and, and cousins and uncles, and they never explained it. And after about 10 minutes, if it was well-written, you didn't care. Right. Mm -hmm. But like you're saying, to have, like, okay, we have a black Captain America over here. We got a white Captain America over here. We got a female Captain America over here. We have a, uh, a trans or an LGBTQ Captain America over here. And like you said, after a while, are any of those characters being served well in the sense of writing good stories Maybe so, maybe not. But I think part of the problem for that may be, and this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but if you're a writer and you have a great idea for a black character, a black or brown character, a Latin character, a Native American character, Indian, uh, uh, Indian or a Pakistani character, uh, uh, a character who's trans, a character who's bi or what, whatever, a character who has a physical, some kind of a, of a physical uh, handicap or a character who is on the, uh, the spectrum, whatever. If you want to work in mainstream comics, if you create a new character, you're going to give it away to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. So that may be part of the reason why it's like, okay, if I'm going to play in the big sandbox with the big toys, and if I'm going to bring my best to it, I have to either bring it to a character that I don't own, and they just pay me to do it, and then I, you know, after I do my four or six issues, I move on or not. But that may be part of the problem is, is you know, is... is maybe there isn't enough participation for the creators to create those new characters that represent these diverse ideas. And maybe we are all as, as part of the audience, the comic reading audience, and then further out expanding into, you know, movies and television and all the other things that come after that. Maybe we're missing out because of that. You know what I'm saying? On a cool LGBTQ character or a cool character who happens to be in a wheelchair or a cool character who is blind or deaf or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, has, you know, is bipolar, whatever. We're missing out on that because they're like, I, I can't create that. If I create that, I do it on my own and nobody reads it. And nobody sees it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, anytime we create something for the big two, man, you know, 
it becomes their IP, and and you know unless unless you sign a specialized contract, which most people don't, um, the states you know <clears throat> when you use this character, I get a certain kind of kickback from it, i.e. Brubaker, uh, or i.e. not Brubaker. Um, right. You 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 get um, you get um, you get less of an incentivized uh, immersive experience as a creator. So yeah. What you got, eh? All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> get, getting a little silly for a second, man. Uh, talking about food. Ooh, food, yeah. man. All right. <laughs> All right. Here's one. Here's one. And maybe people might agree with me, but the, the fact that the restaurant is still open says that a lot of people don't agree with me. Why is KFC still open? Oh, oh man. Come on, man. Come like, on. Why is KFC still open? What do you mean? KFC is good, sir. He, he's a colonel, yo. Man. <laughs> he's a plantation owner, yo. <laughs> when I was growing up, when, man, look, when we were growing up, KFC was delicious. I mean, my dad would bring home that red mm-hmm. and white bucket, yo, with the mm-hmm. biscuits and that, and that strawberry mm-hmm. parfait. And the mashed potatoes and gravy, yo. That mashed potatoes and the gravy, shit. What, what? <laughs> Boy, that Friday night yes, was sir. slamming. Yes, Are you sir. kidding me? Yeah, yo. <clears throat> yeah, dog. But in the last decade or more, man, garbage. Straight garbage. <laughs> like, I just, I, 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 I gave it three chances recently because <laughs> when I come home from dialysis, it's on, the, it's on that side of the street when I come off the highway. When I come off 85, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Um... Oh damn! All right, all right. Let me try this KFC, man. That junk crumbles up like you remember that part in Raiders <laughs> when he opened up the ark and Belloc reaches in and he slowly raises his hand up and all is there is just it crumbles. That's what that original crispy Ugh. does, yo. You reach in a bucket and just bring it up and like disintegrates. <laughs> The biscuits ain't cooked. Wow. The mashed potatoes and gravy is cold. Even that. No, don't, don't hurt my heart with the coleslaw, dog. The coleslaw used to be my lick. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Even that is like, oh, y'all can't even do that no more, right? Damn. So, yeah, man, that's my unpopular opinion. If you eat KFC nowadays, why? <laughs> really? Really, what you might be saying is, is. Popeyes got the crown. Okay, let's just let's just go on, let's just go and see what it is. That Popeyes is fire. Kind of does. Kind of does. Straight right? fire. Yeah. <laughs> I want the spicy. I want the. I want a. I want a breast. I want a leg. Yeah. I want the hot sauce to put on it. That's right. I want the dirty rice. I want the beans. Yes, sir. And I want some jelly for that for that dry ass biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> the biscuits give up by themselves though, though. I eat the biscuits by themselves sometimes. How great! See, it is, see I'm not a biscuit dude, so I I, I can't I can't do it though. Yeah, I got I, I got know, I gotta bro. lace it up with some some strawberry or some grape jelly. But okay, okay, but, exactly. <laughs> but how, so how's KFC staying around? How's Mrs. Winter staying around? Ugh. How's churches? How's churches hey, staying around, hey. man? Ugh, with that whack ass song. Church is fried chicken. Shut that. <laughs> Hey man, look, you, you bite into man, man, I'm honey butter biscuits. You bite into though, a yo. piece of churches, yo, and it be feathers under the under the crust, yo. Yeah. <laughs> no, you bite you bite into churches, yo, and it's just oil pockets, yo. It's like, oh, 
that, that just busted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's that? I do agree that's that, that they, they used to be fire giving you that jalapeno with it. That used to be hot. Yep, there you go, the poppers. Well, yep. well they have to for digestion purposes, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it was a digestive, yo. If y'all ever go to Chicago, man, I'm going to have to take y'all to Harold's Chicken, man. Okay. I heard about Harold's, yo. Oh, man, that's, that already sounds good. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds good. If, if it's somebody's first name, that shit got... Yeah, yo, yeah. But but look, keeping it with food, man. Yeah. Man, cucumbers are awful, man. Uh, cucumbers, cucumbers hey, are awful. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, now, hey. Cucumbers are awful. Awful, sir? Cucumbers are awful, sir. Cucumbers are like... <sighs> cucumbers are like the aborted pickle. It's just, they're awful, you know. They're like a they're, they're like a pickle with no personality. <laughs> Actually, on the contrary, sir. Bro, not even not even on a salad. No, not, especially not on salad. I have taken sir. salads back and said I said no cucumbers, <laughs> and they looking at me like, why didn't you take the cucumbers out, motherfucker? Because everything smell like cucumbers now. <laughs> Make me a new salad. Take that, take that, take that. Hey, yo, that's the man, ice cold cucumber, man, chopped up on some salad with some blue cheese. Man, dressing? miss me with the cucumbers. With some salt. My wife tea? be slicing up cucumbers and dipping them in, in, in apple cider vinegar. I'm like, man, ugh. I mean, that's good for you. That's very healthy, Chris. Props for ugh. that. Ugh. And while we at while we talking about what's disgusting. Chitlins should be banned. Oh, for sure. Okay, I I, I got no issue there. I got Unanimous, popular sir. on this podcast, <laughs> unpopular off this podcast. Chitlins are disgusting. The whole idea is disgusting, dude. The whole idea is disgusting. The, D, D, be with me, sir. The whole idea is disgusting. My mother used to cook chitlins. I be out playing with my friends. We playing football. I come in. I'm all sweating. And that smell start you wafting out. You walk up to out. the door. You can feel the heat coming from the kitchen. You're like, oh, man, she's doing <laughs> something in there. She will open the door, and I go, I will retch. I will go, yeah. 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 Magnum force. And, and she would eat it with the hot sauce and just be eating it like, like it wasn't nothing. You're eating a pig's intestines. Yes. This part of the pig was so dirty and disgusting, you had to wash it in bleach and then rinse the shit off with soapy water and then rinse it off again with regular water with nothing in it just to make it palatable so you're not eating fecal matter. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. That's like... (laughs) To to, to paraphrase um, a Method Man verse, (laughs) watch these black people get all up in these guts, (laughs) color grease and Tabasco they tearing up. (laughs) The chitlins are coming! That shit looks like combat. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bro, when we go back home, man, ever since I was a little kid, chitlins or chitterlings, yes. as they're read on the front of the bin, a bin, a five gallon bucket. Ugh. Okay? Ever since I was a kid, when we go back home to visit, Man, my relatives act like that's a delicacy. Oh, man. And, and now we're going to bring, bring out the plate of chitlins. And then everybody starts shaking up. That's it, yo. Get it ready. Sauce. That Texas Pete, yo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what? 
and then just mixing it up and chopping it into the collard greens. Ah, and ah, 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 oh, ah. Sir, and of course, the irony of this is, is this was the last thing on the pig other than like the ears and the tails and the feet that they would give to the slaves. Right. So that's why it became such a delicacy to black people as descendants of slaves in the United States. Chitlins are are vile. Right. There was there was discard from Master's table, yeah. They didn't want that. Yeah. They gave they gave, gave us what we didn't want, but they didn't want. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yo. And, and unfortunately, it's a lot of stuff like that that black people have just embraced, you know what I'm saying? And and, and we'll be <laughs> damned if it gets taken away from them. And so they and so they shall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you gonna take my shit, Liz. Like, you, you get your own. You ain't, they ain't taking mine. Shit. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> what you got, D? It's me. I guess like I keep with a food tip because we talked about this earlier. All right. Reese's effing fucking Peter butter cups. Just stop it. Fifteen fucking versions later, you're still an overrated piece of candy. I'm sorry. Reese's peanut butter cups doesn't taste like peanut butter. Doesn't taste like chocolate. It's a combination between the two of them. And I don't get it. I don't get it. Wait a minute. You don't like Reese's cups at all? I like Reese's cups. But all the iterations are aggravating me, <laughs> me to the point to where they don't know. They have, they have an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. You know? And I don't, I don't care for what, the, what, they, what, they, what they stand for anymore. They taste like... The, you know, so, so I go back to the originals. Like, okay, this is like that other crap you're trying to push on me now with the with the with the, with the chopped up pretzels in it, or or, or the freaking Reese's pieces inside of it. Ugh. Hey, hey, hey! Wait a minute! Hey, hey, hey! Slow your roll, dog. The Reese's pieces. Or, or hey. what's worse? What's worse is the 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 peanut butter on peanut butter ones. It's like that's not peanut butter either. What is that crap? <laughs> it's just. So hold on, hold on. You said there's a peanut butter on peanut butter? Yes. Reese's cup? Uh, so so that it, it's shaped like it's shaped yes. like a Reese's yes. cup. It's weird and disgusting. As if yeah. it was chocolate. Yeah, it's, it's weird and disgusting. And then when you bite into it, it's more peanut butter. It's all made out Listen, of peanut butter. It's more peanut butter. It's weird and disgusting. Hey man, look. Stop it, Reese's. That's that's like the equivalent of new Coke. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> Coke was fantastic Duke as it was. Don't move. Don't do nothing new. Stop thinking. Right. <laughs> as you make that Rockefeller sign, you make that Rockefeller sign in your hands, bro. <laughs> and Reese's Cups are awesome as they are. I haven't had a Reese's Cup in probably yeah seven years. But Reese's Cups are awesome. Snickers are better, yeah. Yeah, just just stay where you are. Stay in your lane. That's it. Stop trying to get more market share, you know. Exactly, exactly. Stop being greedy, bro. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my thing on food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Oh man, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. You you mentioned music earlier, talking about sellouts and and two chains, and we started talking about Ice Cube, and yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. I got two, man. This is considered this the A, B category. Go ahead. Okay. As much as he is lauded as the second coming or as the, as the, the new Messiah, as the, as the new hip hop, you know, the, the new voice in hip hop, the new MC. Oh yeah. Kendrick Lamar 
is just an okay rapper. He's okay. He's okay. You know, heads like him, critics like him, but guess who doesn't really like Kendrick Lamar? The public. <laughs> the people who buy records yeah. and who download music and who who do who give him his spins. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like we were saying earlier, if you put if you're making art and you're trying to sell it, it has to sell. It has to make an impact in the marketplace. Yeah. It has to be his biggest hit, the biggest thing he's been on might be a Taylor Swift remix. Oh uh, yeah. That might yeah. be Bad Blood. That might be the biggest song he's ever been on. He's mm. not had a song that has killed it on the radio. He doesn't have a legitimate hit and yet he's on the cover of magazines. He gets mentioned as being great. And again, I like a lot of Kendrick Lamar songs, but it's like when back in the early aughts, when the uh, Nouveau Garage Band thing was happening, you had the Strokes and the Vines and you had the White Stripes and you had all these all these all these these kind of, you know, kind of pseudo garage bands coming out at that time. Right. And the Strokes were on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine being hailed as the second coming of rock and roll, this, the new whatever, and had, hadn't even sold 100,000 records yet. Yeah. 100,000 records. And again, it's not all about sales, but as far as Kendrick Lamar goes, I think he's a fine rapper. He's okay. But you got to show me something, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to show me something that reaches me. And again, I like some of his songs, but you got to show me something that reaches out and takes the world by storm. And he just hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah. But yet still he won the freaking Nobel Peace Prize. How that happened? Yeah. Yeah. How that happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the B side to that is and this is this is a very controversial opinion. It's going to be very unpopular. All right. Okay. The hive may come for me. Okay. Beyonce can sing, but she shouldn't talk. <laughs> oh, <her> interview side. <laughs> She's a superstar. She's a great songwriter. She's a she's a, a a great entertainer. She is absolutely like at you know at the at the front of the pack as far as uh, people in her generation. Um, is she my personal favorite? No, but she's got a lot of songs that I, I like and some that I really love. You know, I will swear by me some single ladies. I will swear by me some independent women. I will swear by my some some crazy in love. Uh, and she's got some others that I really, really dig. Halo, she's got some, some bangers. Right. But she should sing. She should not talk. And while we're at it, she shouldn't act either. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you hear her on that Lion King, that, that, that live slash animated Lion King, and you hear her talking about Simba, Simba, with that Houston, that country ass Houston, she's awful. She's awful. When I hear her speaking in documentaries and doing her voiceovers and stuff, I'm like, okay, just your gift is singing. It's not talking. You're not eloquent. 
You're not even close to eloquent. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever mm-hmm. is the anti, the antonym of eloquent is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> so Dang, you light them up, man. Damn, you light them up, bro. I smell smoke coming our way, bro. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Cyberfavoritegmail.com, yo. If y'all want to comment <laughs> on it, send it. There you go. Yeah, brain the smoke. And exactly. I, I, and I would defend my man's rights to his opinion. So please that. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, okay, so on that note, <laughs> piggybacking what you're saying, I guess, and else as far as music goes, anybody else that claims to be this, can one still be the greatest of all time when you no longer are a practitioner and are still alive when other generations have surpassed you? Can you still be the greatest of all time? Oh. Like, who are you talking about? Because again, that's a question. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about. What? <laughs> oh, LL Cool J. Okay. I'm talking about <coughs> Rakim. I'm talking about you know Tupac Shakur. He's not alive anymore. So who? who so okay. So let's stop there. Tupac, Rakim, and LL. Who? Who? Who has surpassed them? That's my question because. Man, these young dudes out here now talking about some. Come on, Migos or son, Little Yachty, Little Uzi Vert, and all the other littles. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. no, I'm saying okay. No, I'm, I'm not, no, no one in particular surpassed it. I'm saying, but can you can, can you still maintain that that's who you are and that status if if you if you like no longer producing the music that once was there? You see what I'm saying if you're no longer doing music, can you still be that? Yes. To me, yes. I don't. I mean, but I so okay. So, Jordan is considered the greatest, even though he doesn't play anymore. LeBron will be considered the greatest when he retires. Okay. Muhammad Ali was still considered the greatest when he when he stopped fighting, and whether we love him or not, you know, Floyd Mayweather is is currently the greatest living fighter of all time. He has an un. Mike Tyson. Beatable, Mike Tyson, yeah. But he has an un, Mike Tyson has been beaten. Floyd Mayweather has never been beaten. Never. He needs to be. Yeah. Well, that that Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Jay-Z said, yo, you know, men and women can lie, but numbers don't lie. Floyd Mayweather has a perfect record. He has never been beaten. Yeah. You know, okay. Tom Brady, I'm sorry. That dude is a warrior. Whether you love him, whether you love Deflate Gate. Patriots, whatever, bring the hate, bring the smoke. <laughs> the Don't nobody yeah. give a damn. He got, he has the infinity gauntlet. He has all. He got six of them. Five does, stones. He does, yo. He got him, yo. So I mean, I don't it's know. True. I don't know. I mean, you know. So that goes into into the definition of what the greatest is, which right. My thing with LL has always been. So, for instance, <coughs> one of my favorite groups of the old soul, soul singing groups is the Isley Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, yeah. I, I am going to posit that the Isley Brothers have done something that no one else will do. Okay. The Isley Brothers had top 20 hits in the 50s, the 60s, mm-hmm. the 70s. The 80s and the 90s. 
five decades. They had top 20 hits over five decades. Some of those were number ones and top 10 hits. I don't think anybody else is going to be able to do that. And to on going back to the rap tip, like currently, whether you love them or like them or not, doesn't matter. Drake is the most popular rapper in the world. Long pause. He has broken records. He's broken records that from other genres. He's broken records in terms of sales and number ones and having multiple number ones from certain out. He's broken records that haven't been broken by rappers ever. That's good. That's good to show a shitty state of the rap game, bro. That's all it shows. Hey, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a shitty state of the rap game, man, because it's, 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 I'm sorry, man. You know, for me, my thing is this, man. Uh, when, when it comes to rap, and it's not—I'm I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to it, as you know. And it, it, you know, if you can't, if you can't, if you can't prove your case against a motherfucker in a battle rap, man. If you can't, if you can't, if you can't talk shit in a battle rap, man. All you do is make songs, bro. You're a fucking singer, dog. That's what you are. And you, it's, it's okay to be a singer. That's good. And it's, it's, okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be good. Okay, so let me challenge you here. Okay. I don't remember Chuck D battle rapping anybody. No, he didn't. Right, yeah. He didn't. But Chuck was powerful, though, dude. You know, uh, I mean, there are others that we could think of that don't battle rap. Battle rapping is a specific thing. It is. It is. Uh-huh. But my, my thing my thing is this. Like, it's like it starts with, it starts with you know, cut your teeth on, on that, so, so to speak. And I, and I get it. Not everybody that's, that I think is great has been a battle rapper. But my point is, is that if all you do, if you if you have no street credibility whatsoever, if you have no kind of credibility whatsoever as far as doing any kind of real strong or any real strength that 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 provide any kind of real, <laughs> real, real, real challenge or other things to people, you you don't you don't you don't qualify for me. You're disqualified. That's just my personal opinion. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. You know. And 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 Drake, I mean, he goes to he goes to battles, but he doesn't get. He, but, he, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's, he's a he's a fight in battles. You know, those battle rappers eat his ass up, spin out, spin out the other side. And, but, but they're honored, they're honored by his presence because because he's a multi million dollar selling rapper. They get it, you know. But he's 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 garbage to me, you know. Now the one thing the, the one thing I will say to that point, D, is you know I I, I think of you know uh, guys like you know uh, Cool Mo D or uh, or Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, saying like these guys are young young and coming with that lyricism. I'm talking like they teenagers, mm. 16, 17, LL2. Yeah. Hey, 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 Come hey, wait a minute. Hey, 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 hold on now. Hold on now. Wait a minute. Hold look, on. Hold on. Hold on. Stay, stay at bay. Stay at bay like Michael. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Look, let me just say this, man. We cannot mythologize old school rap like that. Because some of that stuff was not <laughs> lyrical geniuses spitting hot fire on the mic. Some of that stuff was A, B, C, one, two, three, one generation past the hip, did the hop, did the hip, did the hop. I mean, some of it was. I'm sorry, dog. I love me some Kumo D, but Kumo D was not known for being a lyricist. He was known for. Oh, no, no, man. <laughs> No, I'm saying, I'm saying in his day he was, but in comparison to 10 years later, he would not be. I I think it's the way around, man. I think, I think in the beginning when he he first came out, he wasn't the the, the lyricist that he became. 
when he when he when he was when he was challenged by LL when LL when him and I get when him and LL had beef he he showed his true lyrical mastery when LL had, LL but, had but beef. But it was man, in an he, '80s kind of a style. In other words, if you go to the rap in the '90s and say, "Hey, he was this dude is just as good as the dudes," I mean, it's just not, yo. It's just not. It was very early, early version boasting, just boasting, just boasting. Hey, and I love hey, me some cool monkey, hey. and I love me some some Big Daddy, yo. Right. Yes. I mean, it was it was it's of its time. Let's let's call it that. It's of its time. It doesn't transcend past the eighties, where you're saying, "Oh yeah," in comparison to nineties and two thousands and two thousand tens. This, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nah. Now, now, do you now do you think that it, do you think that it comes down to like the like like okay like 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 in comics there is a golden age style yes. silver age style there's an image style yes. there's a seventies eighties yes. style it's like appreciating remember we talked about movies it's like appreciating a black and white movie for being a black and white movie but not expecting it to be Jurassic Park in nineteen ninety eight or nineteen ninety six you know. It's a different thing. It is of its time. It's like watching a musical. It's like watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Like, why are they singing? Why are they singing? Why do they keep breaking out in song? And is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang better than Hamilton or In the Heights? I don't know. But it's of its time. Uh, it's very of its time. No, it's not. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm oh, saying. Man. But to Dee's point, to his original... His original uh, idea, I do think you can be the greatest, but not the greatest of all time. Because, you know, before Jordan, there was my, Dr. J, then it was Jordan. Before, you know, Dr. J, there was, you know, Elgin Baylor and, and other dudes who just didn't get the, uh, who just didn't get the, 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 the cred and, and get the fame and the, um, the shine that, that, that J did and that Jordan did. And that LeBron just getting and that, you know, Duran and, you know, and, and Steph Curry and all these guys are getting, you know, and they did it for way less money. Yeah, that's for damn sure. You know, they did it. for They did it for way, way, way less money. So but moving outside of 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 those areas into some some dicier waters. Uh oh, uh oh, oh OK. All right. You know, I love J-Lo. Uh-oh. I think J Lo. I think J- Jennifer Jennifer Lopez. I think J Lo is awesome. I think she's especially awesome to look at. Okay. Yes. 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 But. And the butt is part of it. Yeah. Right. Okay. But so this is this is a, a two parter. I don't think J Lo got hot hot until after she turned forty years old. I'd agree with that. Yeah. That's to me. To me, as as just as an attractive person, she didn't get hot hot until she became a mature, forty year old woman and carried herself as such. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of her as a fly girl. I didn't think anything of her in her early career, other than she had a big butt. Okay, but I mean, she was attractive, and, and she's been in some movies that I really like. Like she, you know, she's had some, she's done, had given some performances that I think are really good. But she's like, she's not a a great actress where she just transcends or whatever. But as just as an attractive person, mm-hmm. I think thinks I don't think she got hot hot until she turned forty. I don't even really think Halle Berry for me was hot hot 
until after she turned 40. Well, hey, hey, hey. I'm hey, man, hey, I'm I just can't. saying. Hey, hey, now. Hey, hey, wait a hey, hey, man. It's very controversial. Very, very controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You you, you are a Bray Halley into this. Like like, like we discussed the, <laughs> on the Die Hard, you know, 10, you know, movies that, you know, Die Hard birthed, so to speak, on that episode. You brought up Halle Berry. Man, 91, 92, going to 93. It wasn't nobody finer than Halle Berry. Yeah, yo. I think I yeah. call her the black Barbie doll. Like just bruh. That 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 short that short haircut, Ooh. that short bob. Swordfish, yo. Boy. Swordfish and, uh, and, and, and Well that's later. That's later. But yeah, yo. But man, that right there, pre-30? Uh pre-40? Man. How Barry was. Okay, Boy. but you know what? Here's here's the thing that kind of got me. She was convincingly cast as kind of like the girl best friend in Boomerang. Yeah. But Robin Givens was the woman. She was the sex. She was where the sexual energy went, and Halle Berry was where the 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 emotional energy went. By design, right, right, right. <laughs> and, and to and to me, I just think once she got forty. Once J-Lo turned 40, there was a confidence and a maturity that they exuded that they didn't exude when they were younger. And I find that, I think that added to them, their physical attractiveness for me. That's just me. That's a hot take. That's a controversial take. That's an unpopular opinion. I don't expect anybody to agree with me. But my B part to this is, I'm going to go ahead and say, while we're at it, mm -hmm. butts are 22% better than boobs. Well, okay. Amen. Well, I, Amen. Yeah, I, That's all a matter of perspective, sir. Uh, mm, mm, uh, where you at? Where you at? Where you man. at? <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, man. Man, you know what? I, I, I'd like to say I personally give them equal attention. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't say that because, you know, <laughs> when, 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 when I see it coming, I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. And you, 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 you want to see where it's going, that it matches what was coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and if it don't match, it's like, mm, um, mm, um, yeah. Yeah, that ratio off, man. That the 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 golden rectangle is off. Uh, the pack the Pythagorean theorem is off. Nah, that don't even compute. Yeah, that don't even match up. Yeah, man. <laughs> what you think, D? You're going on a slippery slope with me, bro. There's no on one way you can go with this direction, as far as I'm concerned, man. Uh, absolutely, um, there needs to be a, a balancing act between the two. Uh, I can't, I can't tell you how much, uh, the, the, the front you see, I, yeah, you hear how, you hear how serious D's voice is? This mug went into college professor voice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I need you to turn with me to page six because <laughs> we're going to, okay, as, as the equation is brought down, what I need. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's. It's it's a it's a it's a immediate distraction if one is out of place. Um, no, but I'm just saying in general, <clears throat> you got butts on one side, you got boobs on another side. Butts are about 22, 23 percent 
better than boobs. Every day of the week, all the time. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say this. I will say this. It, it, <laughs> I think today, in recent contemporary times, butts have become much more of an interest as opposed to like sure. decades sure. ago. It used to be about the boobs. You know, Mae West, uh, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Jane Mansfield, yeah. you know, whomever. So Sophia Loren, it was all about that. And then somewhere in the 90s, that reversed. And, and, and you can probably credit J-Lo for part of that. Sure. And, I, and, I, and I'll say this, man, as far as, as, far as um, the, the, the breakdown of the female anatomy goes, as far as mer mer meridians go, right? So you have the top, top half, which is the, the head. You get down to the, the shoulders, which is where the breasts are located, and the, and the torso. Then you get down to the midsection, and behind the midsection is where the bust is located. Mm-hmm. Talk your shit. Go ahead. When, 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 when you look at the we look at the overall figure, your head's always drawn down towards this is human beings the way we work. We're always drawn down to the crotch. We're always drawn down to the crotch. I start the head and go down to the crotch. We always look at the crotch, and it's, it's, it's a male it's a male female instinct. So the opposite side of the crotch is is the buttocks. So the buttocks is always a point of interest in most. I mean, even 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 animals. What do they do? They sniff each other's asses. They're not. They're not sniffing. udders, you know. They're, 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 they're checking to see what, 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 your true, what your true sexuality is, and that's arguably a controversial subject too in this day and time. But yeah, even even it ends with a butt. The butt. The butt is king. The butt is king and queen. It just is. Now, arguably these days, the way they're exaggerated and full of all kinds of cement and things of that nature, cement. they become less. <laughs> <laughs> They, 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 they suddenly become less attractive to me and, and less a source of, of interest because I realize that those that have them may not have them naturally. Well, but so, fake boobs have been around for forever too, though, right? Yeah, but those that have those don't have them naturally also are not attractive to me. Gotcha. You know, I, I'm looking for I'm looking for mm. realism. You know, not not some kind of. I, it's funny. I like science fiction, but I don't want to live in it. <laughs> you know? uh, I don't, don't want to touch science fiction. You know, I could do it through the VR portal, but I don't want to actually physically be involved in that situation. Okay. So, okay. Some some reason, let's just like to say, I'm a butt man, and you know, the the breasts are are great, but butts, if they're real, when the gravity hits them, they aren't necessarily as bad as what happens to the breasts later on in life. You know, when the breasts go south. There's just nothing like there's just nothing like a woman who has a great hips to waist. To butt ratio. Ratio. Oh my goodness. It is a thing of beauty. And it's one of the reasons why I really loved uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Italian painters and the painters in the. Uh, Botticelli. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think maybe it's the Renaissance, I guess, maybe, where, you know, the woman, women were more full figured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hippie and, and maybe even had like a, a bit of a, of a tummy, like, like that old girl in, in Pulp Fiction. When she was talking about, you know, it'd have a, just a bit yeah. of a pot belly, you know, where you can kind of rest your hand on it, you know, or whatever. You know, that's just, that's just nice to me. And I just think it's, it's just about 22 or 23% better than boobs. And I find mm -hmm. over time, as women age, butts tend to kind of maintain a little better, a, a little differently than boobs do. Yeah, elasticity. Boobs boobs are affected by gravity and that's just something you have to accept butts can kind of they can kind of you can you know it, it can kind of maintain you know? 
But it's about that the, the, the carriage, though. Yeah. When, you know, when that carriage is right, usually it's because the, the ratio is right. right. You right. know, that's the, like I said, that's the that's the golden rectangle right there. That 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 spiral and everything's in proportion. It's like, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. So... Yeah, just well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cool. bring it wind it home with a couple of uh a couple of quick fires, okay, and you all can jump in real quick. But Shonda Rhimes, <laughs> Shonda Rhimes makes a lot of TV shows, and most of them are dreadful. <laughs> yes, arms akimbo, standing beside you like Batman and Superman the animated series, just. Me and Adrian. Exactly. Yes, arms folded. Back to back like Lisa Weapon, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bruh, yes. That, that is an unpopular opinion because there, there is a such thing as a Shonda verse. Yeah, pretty much so. A rhymes yeah. verse. But I'm sorry. I wholly agree with you. My wife loves well, loved Grey's Anatomy and tried to get into those other shows and just, it wasn't happening. Grey's Anatomy. It wasn't the truth. It's garbage. Every time I've ever walked through the room, my wife was watching garbage. Scandal was garbage. As much as I love Joe Morton and, and, and Kerry Washington, garbage. Oh, yeah. Uh, private practice, garbage. <laughs> How to get away with murder, garbage. How to get away with murder, yep. Just oh. all garbage. The the Chicago 19, whatever, Station 19, the, the fire station show, garbage. That was her? This, yeah. Oh. Did she just do, did she just do uh, another one set in like this fictional English? Bridgerton. Village or, yes. Oh, I got one last one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, man. Yeah. Go ahead. This is. Hugely unpopular. All right. Shoehorning minorities where it doesn't necessarily fit. Historically. Exactly. In a historical series. And I understand this is supposed to be like this mythical fantasy type thing. I get it. I get it. But I can't deny that it irks me to no end when I see that. Like, why are you introducing black people at the Battle of Hastings. You know, just something ridiculous. <laughs> like, there were no black people at the Battle of Hastings, yo. What? There were no black people at Waterloo? What the hell are you doing? But you got to put them in there once again for, we got to make sure everyone is represented. But the, yeah, but the, but the solution to that that is being found more and more regularly is, oh, well, we'll just do a revisionist fantasy version of the event, so that way we can find a way to include. So it's 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 historical fiction to a great extent, because there's a there's a a queen who's of color, and it is referenced that she's over. Historically speaking, it was reputed that she she was uh, 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 biracial or that she was part black. So that part of, but the other parts of it, like you like what you're saying, don't really line up. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And this is this is an unpopular. This might be a popular opinion. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I've just had enough of the 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 slave movies and the movies where we have been portrayed that way, 
or the movies where, you know, Asian people have been portrayed a certain way. Or, you know, like we talked about in the previous episode about Charlie Chan movies where they cast this white guy to play an Asian character for a total of 50 movies. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I kind of don't mind like what happens in Warrior. You know, and how those how that stuff is done, because it's well done. It's executed well. I'm engaged in the story. And I don't really care. Like, you don't have to pull up the history books and show me, the oh, it was the one black cowboy or the one black engineer who did this. Or, you know, George Washington Carver created a, a computer with a peanut. You know, I don't I don't have to have, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with all of that stuff. So I don't mind the fantasy representations of things. You know, I'm fine with it. Uh, if it's done well, if it's done poorly, then it's just something else to me that's just done poorly. But I think Shonda Rhimes makes awful television shows. And most network television shows are pretty awful to begin with. And hers are exceptionally so for me. The other thing I'll tag on to that with, going down a bad rabbit hole here, Adam Sandler's movies are not funny. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler is not funny. I'm embarrassed at people who think that that's funny. I'm embarrassed at you think I think you know to your point though to your point though Adam Sandler his is this type of thing that I would go watch when I was like 18 or 19 opening night right we go see the water boy we go see that stuff right as a grown ass man I can't watch that no more I'd be like, what in the hell? It's it's lowbrow frat boy, drunk frat boy humor. Very much so, and, and because it has, it has, it's, that's what I find funny about it. I mean, I mean, it's not like I go back and say, "I'm going to go to the latest Adam Sandler Sandler movie." But if it's on and you're in a certain crowd and you're watching a, uh, it's a party favorite movie. You, I can't think of any real quotables for any of his movies. I can't think of anything anything I learned. Uh, from I, I can do movies. it for you. you do, 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 do. <laughs> there you go. That's every other movie. Go ahead. Anyway, y'all got anything else? Yeah, one more. This one more. This is just controversial. All right. Okay. Okay. And this is for this is for you guys because I know this may this may be a little touchy. I mean, I'd be a little touchy. You probably agree with me, actually. Okay. When will filmmakers learn the successful animated series cannot be adapted into live action? and still be good, or at least maintain a sense of clarity and wonder of the original version. Mulan, as a fucking movie, is utter garbage. Mm. Yeah. Star Blazers, as a fucking movie, is utter garbage. Speed Racer? G-Force, G-Force, yeah. Speed Racer, Utter garbage. Okay, so let's let's see if it is there is there an example of an animated something that's been adapted that 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 turned out well. Mm. I didn't see the door of the Explorer movie. No. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, 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 I'm coming up, Bub Kiss, yo. Yeah, because it's utter garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely not the Cat in the Hat, and definitely not the uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas. That them shits was awful. <laughs> yes, the Flintstones. Was you talking about Asian going to see instead oh, of seeing? Uh... <laughs> don't remind me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I 
I'll say any of the spate of like the recent Disney movies where the formula now is let's take the villain from these classic animated movies and make live action out of them. Maleficent, yeah. they made two. Terrible. Right. This new Cruella DeVille, terrible. 101 Dalmatians, negatory. Yeah. <laughs> so just let, 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 let hit dogs lie. Let, let things be what they are inside, inside a particular format and stop trying to remake it into something that they shouldn't be. That's, 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 that's the way it should be. I mean, Star Blazers never should be made into a, a fucking live action movie. Just as it doesn't work as a live action movie. Only if it could be serialized as a series. Right. You try to comp- compress all the information inside of it into a two hour movie, even a three hour movie, is doing a disservice to what, what the characters were originally about, what the, what the series was originally about. You, you, know? you know what? And, and, and to your point, D, and maybe, you know, to, to, to kind of bring it to a close. And to tie up some other things we mentioned here, I think they're doing an adaptation of The Little Mermaid, maybe not for a film, but for like the stage. Okay. And I think they cast a black, a black, uh, a, a young black actor as uh, as Ariel. But I think I think you're right, man. I just Googled it, and there is not one that I think was successful in a creative sense. Not one. Most especially that goddamn Aladdin thing they did with Will Smith. <laughs> hey, 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 hold on now. Yeah, I'm a hit dog and I'm hollering. Wait a minute. Ugh. Wait a minute. Ugh. That <laughs> that was actually pretty good. My daughters and I had a oh, good time. Adrian, oh, oh, so disappointed, dog. Hey. <laughs> hey. It was all right. It was all right though. My daughters have watched this several times on Disney Plus. Like again and again and again. They love it. It was good for what it was. And I'll admit that. But Ugh. All right. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> that concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.